Hello friends, this is Coach Buru. Coach Teresa. Welcome to another episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about intermittent fasting. Ooh. Ooh, that made <laughs> you real excited. So, we're going to talk about what is intermittent fasting and is it really this magical thing? Like, it's gained a lot of traction and I'm sure that if you're over 30 years old, if you live in a modern world, which are really high chance if you're listening to this podcast, at, at least at some point in time, you've heard of intermittent fasting and you've probably tried, tried it, it <laughs> tried intermittent fasting. So what we want to do is that in this bite-sized episode, we're going to review what the scientific literature has to say about whether or not intermittent fasting actually is this magical fat loss tool that it's often hyped up to be. And then we're also going to give our recommendations of like when do we recommend it to some people and then if there's instances when we would not recommend it to some people and what would we recommend you to do instead. All right, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Let's get right into the nitty-gritty. So intermittent fasting, what it essentially is, it's restricting the amount of time that you eat within the day. And the really the most common pattern of restriction is eight hours of eating and 16 hours of not eating. And this is actually funny. Like, do you know where it comes from? I actually don't. So where it actually, where it comes from is I'm sure that they were doing some research. I can't remember which lab it was, but they were doing some research on mice. And the um, this graduate student who was like taking care of running the experiment, mm. because of some like personal um, matters that restricted him so that he could come to the lab at these specific times, and that caused the eating window of the mice to be eight hours uh, and then 16 hours of not eating right. that's literally where it comes from and then it just became this thing Crazy. that's like taken off that's so that was like that's that's literally why this that pattern um appeared and now it's just become this thing that everyone associates with intermittent fasting so um to figure out like whether or not this is actually something that has scientific background, like we need to look at what the weight of the evidence says on this subject at this moment. And in 2022, there was a meta-analysis by a group that was led by Gu. And in this meta-analysis, they included 43 randomized controlled trials that compared intermittent fasting, um, alternate day fasting, just normal calorie restriction, meaning like you just restricting your calories but no time restraints at all and then their control was that you're calorically unrestricted meaning that you're actually not on a diet okay so the results were as follows drum roll when comparing intermittent fasting and other um restricted feeding protocols with calorically unrestricted diets meaning not being on a diet, there was significant improvements in body weight, in body mass index, in cholesterol, in blood sugar, in waist your waist circumference. There was many, many benefits of intermittent fasting when compared to not being on a diet. And it's like, wow, oh my God. We found the magic pill. Amazing. 
but here's the big but the but bomb boom the but is that when comparing with calorically restricted diets mean that you you were on the you're just your the amount of calories that you were consuming was controlled but you could like space it out however you want within the day there was literally no difference so kind of the takeaway from this is that intermittent fasting can be a really valuable tool for some people if that allows you to be in a calorie deficit and if that allows you to stick to some kind of um, like a reduced yeah. amount of eating compared to not being on a diet Absolutely. okay but it's it's not magic and it's not magic and i think i've seen a lot of advertisements and people trying to portray intermittent fasting that if you eat food within that eight hour window you can eat whatever you like and that's a total load of bs that's not true and you're probably going to find yourself in a worse off state and that's that's a bit heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What what do you what do you mean? Like, do you mean that I'm not going to turbocharge my fat loss capabilities and my fat oxidization <laughs> capabilities? Well, that's it. Like, I mean, like this ad was kind of a bit ridiculous, and I think, yeah. thank God, most of the average person, I hope, would be able to be like, oh, there's something not quite right here. But basically, mm. it was marketing that if you eat within that window of time you can literally eat whatever you want and outside of that eight window like eight hour window your body is going to be churning a shit ton of fat yeah and <laughs> the reason why this is absolute bullshit and the reason why the underlying reason why there's no difference between intermittent fasting and just normal calorie restriction is that it's the total amount of energy that you're putting into your body within the day and then within the week and even within the month like it's the average over time that's going to determine what your what manifests as your body composition and your health and 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 that's it it's the average over time is more important so if you have an 8 hour feeding window but you consume like you know 5000 calories of course you're going to be putting on weight. Of course you're going to be putting on fat. Like there's nothing magical about not eating for 16 hours if you then go and you compl you go completely overboard. But this is how it's often marketed as is like this caveat is not mentioned at all. It's like you can eat whatever you want in the 8 hour window as much as you can as long as you don't eat within the 16 hours the rest of the day and you're going to lose fat and then a lot of people they they go and they're like they're really i'm i'm doing my best i'm really adhering to this eight hour window every single day of the week why am i still not losing fat mm. why am i still not getting results why am i putting on fat even mm. though i'm following this protocol and i'm being really consistent with that Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand like what's actually going on here, it can be really frustrating. And I really honestly feel sorry for a lot of people yeah. who, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like mo most people, they don't have that understanding in the mechanisms behind it. Yes. So then they'll they can't see it when that ad comes up on TV. They can't just be like, wow, that is the biggest load of bullshit. Yeah. And that's not your fault. You got other shit to do. I get it, you know, but that's that's where 
we come into play and we want to actually give you tools and information that's actually useful and that's actually gonna make a positive impact in your life and not just to sell you shit totally so then who like okay let's quickly talk about who would benefit from this and like why like who wouldn't benefit from it and maybe why you wouldn't use it in your coaching experience in my coaching experience and our coaching experience together cool so for caveat first we've tried intermittent fasting ourselves we actually did it for for (laughs) quite a while and for us the for me at least like a lot of the benefits were with gut health you know we went through a period in our in our life like i got a bit of a stomach bug like a long time ago we kind of both had one and yeah. it just lingered with us for a really really long time like our gut health wasn't really good and what we found was that by restricting the amount of time that we were eating and then giving more space in the day when you weren't eating it just allowed the the gut and the machinery to like not be churning on all the time and just giving it a bit of a break really made a big difference and it made my guts feel significantly better Mm, yeah it's true so that could be one instance but other than that like just for some people for some reason like if that's the thing that works for you if that allows you to be in a calorie deficit at the end of the day that you decide that for the next eight hours I'm going to be eating and then for the 16 hours I'm not going to be eating but during the eight hours I'm not going to go overboard and if within the total when you zoom out and within the day and within the week you've been in a calorie deficit you're guaranteed you're going to get results and if that's the thing that's for you the one that you feel the best on go for it do it it's it's great yeah yeah it is great um yeah you know i think the biggest reason why i don't necessarily encourage it in my practice is because a lot of the people who kind of start working with me haven't always learned or have this the school uh, skills and the tools yet to be actually to actually understand like am I in a calorie surplus am I in a calorie deficit or am I at maintenance and so when you're kind of uh, when you don't have these tools initially um, you're still like guessing at the end of the day and you might be putting a little bit more stress on your body to to not have that energy in the morning when you need it especially for training and recovery or maybe it's like really like taking over your concentration and impacting on on your work and on your study um, the intermittent fasting and so yeah a lot of the time it's more like people would come to me without that um, without that knowledge and confidence in are they actually in a calorie deficit so there's that particular reason um, obviously like having enough training in the morning for your uh, having enough energy in the morning for your training sessions there's that reason yeah what about you for for your in your practice yeah so the what what i would say is that there's two two populations it's like number one people who have like mentally really really challenging job and people who experience a lot of mental stress within the day like which is most of my clients actually like i usually don't recommend them to intermittent fast because usually in the morning those people are still going to have a cup of coffee and that cup of coffee is going to increase their adrenaline and it's going to put their body into a 
sympathetic arousal is going to put their body into a, in a bit of a state of fight or flight. And they're like, oh, this is great. I don't feel, I'm not hungry. It's so easy for me to not eat breakfast and I can go all the way till midday. Well, that's just because you've just put your body into this stress state and now your body's running off these stress chemicals. And cool, that might carry you through that, you know, that mid-morning, but by like, let's say 10, 11 a.m., your caffeine has started to wear down and you still haven't eaten anything, you're going to be in a really fragile state, like mentally, because you don't have that energy from your breakfast to kind of buffer you up and keep you going. But you're going to get that, the caffeine is going to, stop doing its impact you're gonna get a crash on energy you're gonna get real jittery you might know exactly the kind of the feeling that i'm talking about you feel anxious and then who knows what you're gonna do like it's it's just you might crumble you might just be like all right i just need to get anything you're gonna go for the easiest thing you're gonna go get maccas or whatever bullshit that you wouldn't otherwise had gone for if you had eaten your breakfast in the morning and the second reason why I don't recommend intermittent fasting is what you mentioned about training. Like when it comes to like changing your body and building muscle mass and losing body fat, like you gotta freaking train. You gotta show up in the gym. You can't just show up to the gym and just like bullshit willy nilly around. Like that's not gonna do anything. If that was what everyone would be walking around jacked. But I'm sure you've noticed that most people in your gym aren't walking around jacked. It's because they're freaking billy nilly bullshitting it and that's that's literally it so the harder you can train the better results you will get and guess what having protein and carbohydrates before your training session is guaranteed is gonna improve your performance and you can give your body a bigger stimulus so that your body is going to change and if you haven't experienced that difference between how you feel and how you train when you have eaten properly before and you haven't eaten properly before, then, you know, you probably just haven't really pushed yourself hard enough to really see what you're actually capable of. Mm, Well said. Yeah, thank you so much. I think you definitely um, summed up all the things that I kind of was trying to fluff around with in my mind. Um, Yeah, like the third one that I want to talk about is people's relationship with food. Like Mm. a lot of um, people that come to us, they have, and just because of the history of dieting and trying to figure this shit out, it's like the relationship with food is is not quite um, there yet. And so, you know, if you're kind of calorie restricting yourself quite intensely with intermittent fasting and then by the end of the day you or with when you can actually eat food within that window you're completely ravenous you know if you don't have that um, solid relationship with food established yet you're gonna you're gonna struggle that's it It you're gonna fall off the rails it can really reinforce it's like almost like a binge type of binge type of behavior totally that's oftentimes like maybe very much the underlying reason like why why someone's struggling with their weight and their body yeah, composition in the first place. Exactly. So it's kind of almost like, um, yeah, like really solidifying some of those patterns that maybe got you to where you were in the yeah. first place. So yeah, for those individuals, probably not going to be their best strategy. That's it. So I think you're getting the vibe here. Like we definitely recommend uh, a more of like a, an even approach, having a breakfast, having a lunch, having, having a dinner and really thinking about nutrition, about not just as like a way to manipulate your body composition which Mm. it certainly is 
but for like a long-term healthy relationship with with food like think about it more as like fueling your body properly Mm. like giving your mind giving your bo- giving your mind and body the fuel that they need to perform optimally whether it's at work or whether it's at home to take care of your kids or whatever or in the gym or in w- whatever physical activity that you do mm. so yeah yeah, beautiful. I think we summed it up really well. Got a little bit heated there yeah. for good reason. <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions and if you would, you know, if you would like some help with with your body composition or or anything nutrition anything of that nature training, we'd love to help out with with that. Send us a message on Instagram at coach Butter or at coach Teresa West to connect with us. If you've enjoyed this episode and if you think that someone else would also really benefit from it, who's always hyping up intermittent fasting and may not be aware of these other things that are going on over here, would you please do them a favor and us a favor as well and share this episode with them. That would be absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for your attention, your time, for listening and watching and we're going to be seeing you in the next episode. This is Coach Putter. Coach Teresa. Let's do this. Boom.